Jenny Green. Weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation. Now, it is Monday, so it's time for us to check in with Gavin Cooney of the 42.ie and an update of the lighter side of sport this weekend. First of all, Gav, I love this. Harry Kane has come to the rescue, one of the most unfortunate sports fans of the week. Tell us all, this is like the trip of a lifetime you plan and the weather turns against you. Listen all to the thwarted weekend plans of Ken and Brandy Saxton. Uh, They're Tottenham fans. Uh, Already, you could say maybe their judgment um, is in question there, (laughs) but they're from... Uh, they're from go, go on text in listeners I, I, can, I can I can do it with these texts yeah. um, they're Spurs fans they're from Dallas and Texas and they decided to make the big trip to England this weekend for Spurs Premier League game with Burnley uh, so they did uh, they made the marathon trek and they did post about it on social media they posted a, a bleary eyed picture of the two as they arrived in England with the caption Dallas to London to Burnley we're almost there uh, 31 hours with no sleep we've been fueled by coffee cheese crackers and more coffee. There are frigid temperatures and snow predicted for match day, but these are the things we do when we love our club. So they tweeted that as they arrived at the ground, and then once they did arrive at the ground, they saw much more snow than was expected, and they did not see a football match. It was postponed 50 minutes before kickoff. So 31 hours with no sleep from Dallas to Burnley and no football to watch. So they then had to begin the sad trek home, having not seen any football. But happily... Harry Kane, the Spurs striker and the England captain, was sent the initial tweet by Bra- uh, by Ken and Brandy Saxton, uh, and he invited the pair over to a future home game as his special guest. So he said, just been sent this tweet. I'm absolutely gutted for you, for your commitment, and to make up for the match being called off, I'd like to invite you to a home game as my guest when you're next in London. It's uh, the last so... line of that that's the bit that got me because I thought he was going to fly them over and then when he says when yes. you're next in London I mean the, the the most expensive part of that trip was the flight from Dallas. <laughs> Completely. So I do I do hope that yeah. I do hope that he picks up the price of the flights because he I'm sure he can afford it better than Ken and Brandy Saxton can but look they weren't they weren't worrying about the minutiae of the uh, travel expenses. Uh, Brandy uh, did tweet that well the husband has officially gone viral and we've been Personally invited to watch the Spurs by Harry Kane. Uh, so not everyone, by the way, was happy for them. Some very mean and pedantic Twitter user did go back through Ken Saxton's tweets and dug up a tweet in which he called for Spurs to sell Harry Kane because he was misfiring oh. and not performing for the team anymore. So he he dug that up, went through went through his uh, closet and took out that skeleton and hung it for public view. But um, what is, ah, wrong, look, what I, is I, wrong with people to even feel the need just, to do that and try and find us? Gonna agree with you, Jed. Like, oh. That says more about the person that went through to dig that up, yeah, than it does about Ken and Brandy Sachs. We've all impulsively tweeted things we're not proud of, and that we would appreciate listeners to this popular radio slot not to go back and dig up. Don't but, encourage uh, anyone. <laughs> yeah, Harry Harry Kane, this weekend's hero. Yes, absolutely. And uh, any Spurs fans maybe might be listening are probably going to go track back through your tweets now and try and find something. But <laughs> anyway, regardless, the snow also caused problems in the games that did go ahead too. And uh, there was a little bit of a snowball fight. <laughs> 
There was. There was loads of snow like over the weekend, and um, especially on Sunday afternoon in English football, to the point where like I watched match of the day last night, as I <laughs> as I do uh, every weekend, and you could barely see the ball in a couple of the games. Um, there was a 10 minute delay, meanwhile, in Scotland, where it was reliably colder than in England uh, because the Rangers fans chucked snowballs at goalkeeper Max Strijek during their game at Livingston. Uh, so a load of snow had built up by the advertising hoardings around the perimeter of the pitch and the Rangers fans decided to have some fun and pelt the snow at the opposition goalkeeper, at which point the Livingston manager, uh, David Martindale, uh, was a livid living, Livingston manager. He went out and tried to remonstrate with the Rangers fans to tell them to stop throwing snowballs. They did not listen. It took 10 minutes to clear the pitch. And then afterward, he said, uh, this is Martindale. We shouldn't be standing here talking about the dough balls with the snowballs, which is uh, dough, dough balls is not an insult I've ever heard before, Jenny. But uh, I guess, I mean... Uh, props to David Martindale for at least making it rhyme with snowballs. Uh, now, elsewhere, COVID chaos saw a Portuguese lean game abandoned at half time on Saturday. So this was certainly nothing to do with the weather. No, this is a complete farce uh, of uh, human making. Uh, Benfica's clash with Belenenses uh, was ex- abandoned on Saturday evening in fairly extraordinary circumstances. Uh, Belenenses had a massive COVID outbreak among their squad prior to the game. 17 positive cases meant they had just nine players left to play, and that included two goalkeepers. Uh, but for some reason, the Portuguese football authorities did not allow them to postpone the game. So they took to the field with their nine players, with a goalkeeper playing in midfield against Benfica, one of the best teams in Portugal <laughs> they were 7-0 down at halftime just se- just the 7 just the and seven. then uh, they came out for the second half with just 7 players I don't, we haven't understood yet where the other 2 went maybe they just kind of got sick uh, got tired of it and went home uh, 7 players is the minimum you need for a game to continue and then a minute into the second half the goalkeeper playing outfield and midfield João Monteiro dropped to the floor forcing the referee to blow it up so um, despite the fact that the squad was decimated the game began they were 7-0 down at half time and then the referee brought it to a halt uh, Belenenses players released a joint statement um, ahead of the match protesting its staging it read football only as heart if it is competitive football only as heart if it is really sporting football only his heart when it is an example of public health. And in fairness, this game was none of those things. And um, uh, Bernardo Silva, the Man City and Portugal midfielder, was watching on from his home in Manchester, former Benfica player. And he tweeted, what is this? Am I the only one who doesn't understand why the game hasn't been postponed? To which we have to tell Bernardo Silva, no, you are not. Everyone is quite puzzled. Do they give any reason why they wouldn't just postpone it? There are like they the league did establish rules that if there is a COVID outbreak, if there's a minimum number of players available to play, you go ahead and play it. And they had the bare minimum with nine, but like it was like it was an absolute joke of a game. But like when nine, but when two are goalkeepers, you know, against <laughs> and they're a lower, they're a kind of lower ranked side in the Portuguese top division against Benfica. So uh, yeah, no madness. <laughs> Uh, now, finally, this your two pals, I will call them, the beef between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka came to its culmination over the weekend. What happened? Ah, have we been sold a pup? Have we fallen for some guerrilla marketing from Bryson and Brooks? We've talked extensively on the show about the seemingly deep hatred between the two golfers, but it has proved quite profitable for them both because they faced off in the match in Las Vegas over this weekend. It's a it's a match that is usually contested by Phil Mi- 
contested uh, by Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and it's worth quite a lot of money to the golfers involved. Uh, Tiger, of course, is off recovering from a car crash. So Bryson and Brooks did the honours this time around. It was only a 12-hole match and Kepka was the comfortable win- winner, winning four and three. But uh, yeah, Kepka said afterwards, not going to lie, I just wanted to spank you, he told DeChambeau. Um, <laughs> and it, there was, you know, kind of playful trash talk beforehand. Uh, the Brooksy thing seemed to get to him quite a bit, said Kepka, of course, referring to the fact that uh, several fans decided to rile Bryson DeChambeau this year by referring to him as Brooksy. Um, uh, just taking their lead off the wind-up merchant that is Brooks Kepka, but yeah. So whether this uh, part of the beef was performed so they could do this match and uh, make a lot of money at everyone's expense, maybe that or everyone's behalf, that um, that might have been the case. But the star of the show, briefly, uh, was Phil Mickelson because this was a unique event. It was made for TV. So uh, Phil Mickelson and the basketball um, former basketball player and golf enthusiast Charles Barkley were the commentators on the TV coverage and the the players could hear what the commentators were saying live on the course and were able to communicate both ways with them as well. So Mickelson was the uh, Mickelson was the breakout star at one point. Um, he interviewed uh, DeChambeau as he drove in a golf cart and asked him, you know, when you hit when you hit those massive drives, does it make you feel hot? Does it make you feel more attractive? <laughs> at which Bryson DeChambeau said, wearing his stupid flat hat that looks absolutely terrible, he said, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I always had a suspicion, even months back when we first started talking about these two, it just sort of was reminded me of watching WWE as a child. And it seemed to have the same kind of, you know, bit of theatrics to it that that this has. And I just sort of felt they couldn't really hate each other that much. I know, I know. It's just like, I, I call me innocent, Jenny, but I just really wanted to believe that these guys absolutely hated each other's guts. I fell <laughs> hook, line and sinker for it, you know. Call me innocent and call me a romantic who wants to believe the two Godfrey's can just genuinely hate each other. Oh, bless. Maybe not. Well, we'll let you have that. Uh, Gavin Cooney, thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. Here we go. Jenny Green, weekdays from three on 2FM. The sound of the nation. The nation.